Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. All right. Well, we're going to start a series called The Game of Life this morning and helping journeying through this life, uh, but more importantly, journeying through our spiritual walk with the Lord. And uh, it reminds me of a, a story. Uh, growing up, I used to like to ride my bike. And any bike riders out there? And uh, I like to ride my mountain bike. And I had a mountain bike, and I would ride. ride. And uh, we had a state park not too far from our house. And so I would ride a few miles down to the state park, and then I would go into the woods and uh, just go on the trails. I love to, to go on the mountain bike trails. And uh, something about biking in the woods is just very relaxing and, and uh, very kind of adventurous. And as you do it more and more, you want to explore more and more, right? Just the trail isn't, isn't satisfying enough. You want to get off the trail. You want to make your own, you want to blaze your own trail. And so one afternoon, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blaze my own trail. I, I kind of got bored with the, the regular trail. And I was like, I'm going to be a little more adventurous. And so I got off the trail and setting my, my new path here and, and uh, all of a sudden, without realizing it, I was lost. <laughs> because usually you have a trail and you're following that and you have the, the markers and things. And, but when you're blazing your own trail, you know, you're, you're set in your own uh, direction and path. And all of a sudden, I was, I was lost in the middle of the woods. And it was, it was quite frightening. And the, I saw the sun beginning to kind of set and it was getting darker. And I just started to get that little panic feeling. And uh, I come up to this hill and I, I'm going up this hill. And all of a sudden, I crest this hill, and I see this line of uh, power lines, mm. and it was something like, like a breath of fresh air came into my, it was like, you know, to people seeing those from a distance, that was just kind of power distribution or power going one way, but for me, that was like a, a it was a way back to the trail or way back at least to a road or to civilization, so I was able to kind of follow that down the road and, and mind, find the, the road again and, and get back home to where I was. And sometimes in life, it's like that. We are maybe following the Lord, or maybe we're not following the Lord, and we're just on this path, we're on this trail, or maybe we're blazing our own trail. But sometimes we get lost in the middle of the woods. We get lost in, in the sense of, where are we going? <laughs> what was my purpose? And uh, what's my direction? And uh, so the next few weeks, we want to look at how do we discover God's purpose for us? How do we discover what God has for us? How do we rediscover what life is supposed to be? and how life is supposed to be lived. And maybe you grew up in church, maybe you haven't, maybe this is your first time, but uh, Jesus has a plan for each of us. Yeah. And uh, we find fulfillment, we find joy, we find peace when we find our plan connected with his plan and our purpose connected yeah. with his purpose. And so, uh, or else we can just kind of be like me, just wandering in the woods, hoping I could find my way back. If I wouldn't have found those telephone poles, I'd probably still be lost in the woods, you know, eating squirrels and, the, you know, eating the whatever else critters I found out there. Kind of like man versus wild, you know, that would be me right now. So John 10, 10, Jesus says this. Jesus says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That word, I was, I was doing a little research. Uh, John 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal. 
that word there is literally klepto. And I was like, Satan is like the original kleptomaniac. You know, he does, he does kind of funny to just call someone a klepto if they steal or something. But Satan is the original. He, he originated the whole kleptomaniac. And uh, his job is to steal God's purpose from you. His job is to, to get you off the trail. His job is to get you distracted and to get you finding your own way and following your own way. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy but Jesus, his purpose is one thing, is to give you abundant life, life abundantly. It says here in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I love that, that just phrasing. I, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Or, or other translations say, I know the plans I have for you. God has great plans for you. God has great thoughts that he's thinking about you. And it says this, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And so on your bulletin, there's some notes there. I put a little table here. The difference between life with Jesus and life without Jesus. Just from these just two scriptures here. Life with Jesus is abundant life doesn't mean perfect life. I mean, you'll still have struggles, and you know, I don't want to communicate. You follow Jesus, and you'll never have an issue in your life. That's not true. That's not the gospel. But you'll have abundant life. You'll have peace. You'll have a future. You'll have a hope that no matter what goes on in your circumstance, whether you're sick and dying or whether you, you know, your relationships are struggling, no matter what's going on, whatever emotional struggles you're going through, that there could be a sense of God's peace. Yeah throughout that situation. A sense that, you know, I have a hope. No matter if I die this instant, I, I'm going to be face-to-face -face with Jesus. That's a hope. Amen. That's peace. Amen. That's a future. Not everybody has that, right? Some people say, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. If I die, eh, that's, that's just it, you know? And that's their hope is just hopefully nothing will happen. I'll just wander into nothingness after I die. But we as, as believers, as Christians, we have a great hope. That Jesus has a plan and a purpose for us, that we will spend all of eternity with him in glory. So life with Jesus looks like life and peace and hope and a future. Life without Jesus, from the Bible, it reminds us that it's, it's a life of loss, right? The, the thief comes to steal. When you lose something, when, he's, when he, something's stolen from you, you lose it, right? It's, it's loss. It's death. It's destruction, and it's evil. The Lord says, I've come to give you plans of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope, an abundant life with lasting peace, a glorious future, and a bright and shining hope is found only in Jesus. So over the next few weeks, we want to look at four key areas of obedience with Jesus. These are surrender, that's today, spiritual growth, spiritual gifts, and service, and service. It reminds me, as we have a team there at, uh, at the woods this morning, why don't we just pause and pray for them? 
and they they um, just starting out around 11 o'clock and they'll go to noon so I thought we'd just uh, spend a few moments just to pray for them as they minister to those people today would you buy our heads and hearts with me Jesus we lift up that team there at the woods uh, community Lord Jesus we just pray Lord as they minister as they serve as they share the gospel as they worship Lord Jesus that, that you Holy Spirit would draw people to you Lord you draw lost people to your presence Lord Jesus help people find their way back home Lord Jesus, if someone is lost today and they're hurting today and they're, they're, they want to give up on life today, I pray that you bring peace to their situation today, Lord Jesus. I pray that your joy, your strength, your life would be proclaimed, that Jesus, the name above all names, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, will be exalted at the Woods community today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for praying with us about that. It's a great opportunity to share the love of Jesus in our community. So surrender, we're going to look at today, but next week it'll be spiritual growth, spiritual gifts, and service. Today we want to look at living a life surrendered to Jesus. It begins with the idea of surrender. Live your life surrendered to Jesus. Any lifeguards out there? I'm not. That was a job I thought I would never, ever want to do. <laughs> What's that? I would have loved it. She would have loved it. I, I don't like water. I don't like swimming in water. How many, where are my fish at, huh? There's some people that love water. You know, I, I like to go to the beach and, and be on the sand or go in just to, I'm not, I'm not one to like dive in. I always had ear problems and I couldn't do the whole water thing. But uh, if you were a lifeguard, if, if you knew anything about that, a drowning person can be a very dangerous person. And uh, they say sometimes it could be more dangerous for someone that's not trained to try to save someone than that someone is trained. And they even have a terminology for, uh, for that, or that someone actually becomes a victim of drowning, even though they're trying to rescue someone. But a drowning person can be a very dangerous person. So what lifeguards, those people have to be aware of is they have to be aware of that person. Uh, they're either trained well enough that they can rescue them no matter what, but someone that maybe isn't as comfortable has to wait till that person surrenders to either the water or to the rescuer themselves. And so then they have to go behind them and kind of rescue them and draw them back to safety. But there's this idea of surrender because until they surrender, they're going to keep clawing and keep doing whatever they have to do to stay above water. And what they often can do is, is push down the rescuer. They can, they can drag down the rescuer. Because you know what? As part of that human nature, it's like you're trying to do what you think is right. You're trying to do what you think is best, even though it's not helping the situation. And so when it comes to the things of the Lord, there's this idea that we need to surrender to Jesus. It's not just adding Jesus to our life and say, you know what, my life's pretty good and I might as well add Jesus to it and add him on the shelf of my other, other things that I, that I have. But it's saying, you know what, I'm going to surrender everything and I'm going to follow after Jesus. Surrender not only is a key to rescue in water situations, surrender is a key to rescue in the areas of spiritual growth and spiritual identity with Jesus. It's the first key to living an abundant life with Jesus is that idea of surrender. You know, oftentimes we, we have it around a prayer. Would you pray a prayer with us? And there's something about our hearts when we acknowledge and when we pray a prayer, or we pray a prayer of commitment that we're surrendering our hearts, our souls to Jesus. Yep. Jesus models surrender for us on the night of his betrayal. We think of Jesus, and you think, well, man, 
but man, Jesus, he's, he modeled it. He modeled what surrender looked like. Picture this. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And he knows what's about to take place. Gethsemane, that word actually means, literally, it means the, the place of the oil, the olive oil press. And if you think of the process of, of producing olive oil, I know today we, we go to Aldi's or we go to Giant, we just buy a bottle of olive oil. We don't think about how, how you get that, but that has to be pressed. Those olives have to be pressed down to get that oil that we use for cooking. And so we were at the Museum of the Bible. Was that last week? And what they actually had this big olive press that the kids could actually kind of pretend that they were doing. And it looked like the olive oil was just running out of that. So Jesus is in this place, the Garden of Gethsemane, meaning that place of pressing. That means that place of, of pain. That means that place of persevering through struggle. And he's come to that moment in Matthew 26 where he says to his father, Father, if it's possible, would you take this cup from me? Would you, would God, if, there, if there's any other way that this can take place without having to go through the cross, he knew what was coming, the cross. It was a place of execution. It was a place of torture. It was a place of torment. It was a place of humiliation. He says, Father, if you could take this cup from me, but then what does he say? But not my will, yeah. your will be done. It's that idea of surrender. Not, but not my will. Your will be done. Jesus was fully surrendered to the will of his heavenly father. Turn there with Matthew chapter 26. It says, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And Jesus said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. You see the human side of Jesus, right? You see the, the emotions and the struggle and the pain that he was going through. And it says, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And he goes and, and he, he, his disciples are there with him and he finds them sleeping and he says, could you not keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and he prayed, my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Jesus was going through surrender after surrender. God, if, it's, if is there any way, would you do this? Would you do this? But you know, no, no matter what, your will be done. It says, then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look. The hour is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And that's that ultimate point of surrender. He could have run away. He could have said, you know what? <laughs> you know what, guys? Let's, let's find a different route. Let's, let's make our own trail here. But he says, you know what? It's not about my will. It's not about what I want. 
It's about what God the Father wants. It's about surrendering and submitting myself to his plan and to his purpose. Jesus was fully surrendered. He exemplified for us what a surrendered life looks like. The Apostle Paul uses this example of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2. Or says, each of you should have the same attitude as Christ Jesus, who became obedient even to death, even to death on a cross. And then Jesus, he instructs all of us. He says, if you want to be my follower, in Matthew 16... He says, if anyone you wants to be my follower, if you want to follow after me, you must <clears throat> give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. He says, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. He says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up, if you surrender your life for my sake, you will save it. Surrender. Obedience. We might ask, well, how, how do I live my life surrendered to Jesus? A few thoughts and notes you can take on your back of your bulletin this morning, or if you don't have one, you can scratch them on a piece of paper. How do I live my life surrendered to Jesus. Number one, surrender everything to him. Surrender everything to Jesus. It involves acknowledging your need for him. We sometimes call it confessing your sins, right? Confess your sins to the Lord. It means you're acknowledging that you need Jesus. You're not just saying, well, Jesus, I'll just add you to my life. It's saying, Jesus, I need you in my life. Jesus, I need my life surrounding you. Jesus, I need you to be the, the main, main source of my life. Acknowledging your need for Jesus. Surrendering everything to him. The second part of that is turning away from your life without Jesus. We found people struggling in their in their um, pursuit of the Lord because they haven't relinquished things of their past. They try to carry their past. They try to, to live the way they always lived and, and still, you know, add Jesus to the mix. And then they get, they get frustrated. Why am, I, why am I struggling with this? Or why is this happening? And why is this stress and this anxiety? And it's because you're trying to live like you used to live and just adding Jesus to the mix. But we need to be surrendered to him. It's about, I'm going to turn away from that lifestyle. I'm going to turn away from those actions and those behaviors and those attitudes. That was my life without Jesus. Paul, in uh, his epistles, he, he talks to the church and he says, he gives this big long list. He's like, hey, you were this and you were that. He lists like all their sins. It, was just, it would be like me, you know, if, if the Lord told me all of our sins in this room and I just, I named them one by one, this and that and this. Paul did that in a letter to all the churches. And he says, you know what? But that's who you were. That's not who you are anymore. Because yeah. some of them were still like, you know, well, maybe I can still do that. And he's like, no, that's who you were. That's not who you are yep. anymore. 
sometimes we, we look back and we read the, the, the Bible, we, we think about the early church, and we have this, this glossy picture of what the early, you know, they, they must have had perfect church and the perfect behavior and the perfect actions. And then you read Paul's epistle to the Corinthians and you say, you know what? I think our church isn't too bad, you know? <laughs> they, had, they had some issues. I mean, they had some issues in the early church. We have issues, you know, we're always going to have issues because that, that flesh wrestling with the sinful nature, the idea of surrendering everything to Jesus. So we acknowledge our need for him. We turn away from our life without Jesus and we turn towards living your life with Jesus. We call this walking by faith. We acknowledge our need for him. We turn away from the way we used to live without him and we turn by faith towards living our lives with him. Surrender everything to Jesus. Number two, maybe it's a little redundant, but keep surrendering everything to Jesus. Keep surrendering everything to Jesus. Because <clears throat> unfortunately, some people have an, have an experience with the Lord, a powerful experience at a time in their life, and sometimes they can just hold on to that as the only time of surrender. <clears throat> but Jesus says, take up your cross daily yeah. and follow me. The surrender doesn't stop at the altar. Yeah. Keep surrendering everything to Jesus. Number three, <clears throat> never stop surrendering everything to Jesus. You know, each season of our life brings different challenges, different obstacles, different things that we need to surrender. Yeah. You know, uh, our life as a married couple before kids, we surrendered certain things. You add kids to the mix, you have to surrender different things, you know, you, and you have different jobs and different uh, house. We used to live in an apartment, and then, you know, we lived in a parsonage, and now we bought a house. And so there's different seasons you go through. You need to surrender different things to the Lord, yeah. different things in your heart. Maybe your heart, you know, <clears throat> is consumed by certain things, and you, you need to continue to surrender everything to Jesus. Yeah. Never stop surrendering to Jesus. What do I surrender to Jesus? Everything. Don't hold anything back. You get caught into religion. You get caught into hypocrisy when you surrender some things to Jesus, but not everything. People can see right through that. Paul says it this way, Romans 12, he says, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. A living and holy sacrifice, a kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him Paul says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Surrender everything to Jesus. The last question is, when, when, 
when do I live my life? Surrender to Jesus. Number one, now. Don't wait. Some people like to put this off. Well, when this happens or when I get to this season of life or when this takes place, then maybe then maybe I'll live a surrendered life to Jesus. No, now. Do it now. Surrender your life to Jesus today. Number two, daily. When do I surrender my life to Jesus? Daily. Don't stop. Maybe it's a part of your prayer as you, as you go throughout your day and you wake up in the morning. Maybe it's just acknowledging, Jesus, I surrender this day to you. Jesus, help me to, to know what you want me to do, how, how I can glorify you at this day. As I head off to work or as I take my kids to school or as I go to this appointment, Jesus, help me to know how you want me to go about my How can I glorify you through this day? How can I live a surrendered life to you this day? Jesus says this in Revelation chapter 3. He says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. It's a beautiful invitation that God said, you know what? I'm right here. Now's the time. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Will you open your door of your heart? to me. There's a video I'd love to, to share with you. This song is a powerful song I came across and uh, just a beautiful reminder of what Jesus has done for us. And as we listen to it, would you just have a moment of surrender in your heart to the Lord this morning?